Alright, so hi, uh, welcome everyone to the first episode of Biology Bobbles, uh, which is the podcast for cocktail biology, the people that don't want to put in the time to learn all the all the nitty gritty gross stuff of biology. Joining me today is Sam Zimmerman. Hello. Uh, Thank you so, for having me. Yeah, it's my, an honor. <laughs> Honor's all mine, you know, to have one of campus's favorite singer stoners. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> you're too much, you're too kind. Yeah, so uh, this episode, what we're doing, is the no-brainers. Uh, did right. I did I tell you tell you anything about this? No, I don't I think so. Okay, okay, great. Did I did I give you like basically the rundown on what biology bubbles is though? Yeah, yeah, you did. I believe yeah, so. Okay, okay. So bio, yeah. Uh, for everyone who doesn't know, which is everyone, uh, biology bubbles is basically each episode I'll have someone in, and uh, you know who who doesn't normally study that kind of thing, um, and just tell them about all the crazy zaniest things in biology that are fun to know but not really helpful. Thus, uh, bobble. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should be fun. Uh, and this this episode is no-brainers, but don't worry. That's not me skimping out on, uh, on doing the hard research. <laughs> I'm talking about organisms with no brains. Ooh, yeah, clever. yeah, which is fun. Um, like and that. a lot of a lot of the uh, a lot of the no brainer kind of you know all the no brainer species. A lot of their interest we have in them is evolutionary. It'd be like, okay, this 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 guy came first. And like, all right, um, but because nerves are so you know they're they're the, they're the first ones to go mm-hmm. whenever an organism dies. A lot of a lot of that speculation. Um, so we really don't know when what came around. All right. So the first ever recorded. Uh, brain in an organism. Was in a little guy. I'm gonna pull up a picture for you here. Um, called Kerygmachula, which mm. are basically like a little. Can you paint us a picture there, Sam? I'm seeing a a pink uh, lobster esque creature. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it kind of reminds me of an earwig with those little. Yeah, yeah. It kind of does. Doesn't it? I, my first I've seen a similar like a creature. Pokemon. Um, mm. like a bobbit worm or something like that. You know, okay. what I'm like those oh, little they like gross. live in the ocean floor and they come out and they like have these little um, like mandibles. Yeah, kind of like these oh, mandibles those? and they snap shut. Yeah, I think I saw. I think I saw that on like deep sea, deep sea floor and they kind of yeah. like feed off of coral. There's but a also Zay Frank them. video about it. I don't know yeah. if you know Zay Frank. I don't. Oh, you get a <laughs> kick out of Zay Frank. He's just, he does these like wacky animal videos. I'll, okay, I'll send you a link. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, speaking of wacky animals, those mm-hmm. those little arms on the end that kind of look like like lobster arms or something. They are its arms, mm-hmm. but it's they're also its feeding appendages and its eyes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, which multiple is really, uses. Love yeah, that. just all on, on the end. There's, there's some mm-hmm. really rudimentary eyes, but we're gonna take it back even further to coanoflagellates, which are these guys, which are probably the first multicellular, like they're the predecessors to the first multicellular organism. Okay. Uh, they were guys that, they're, they're kind of like single cells with tons of like little cilia, which for those who don't know is kind of like little tails, mm-hmm. I guess, that these just filter out nutrients from the water. And they have 350 gene families that were thought to be exclusive to multicellularity. Really? Yeah. Yeah, which is great. They're, they're, they're pretty smart little guys. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing that actually is really interesting about these guys is that they have... Um, a lot of capacity to signal using tyrosine kinases. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, I, I don't blame you at all. <laughs> I didn't it until I read like three Wikipedia articles. Fair enough. Tyrosine kinases are kind of like a the first known extracellular communication to, okay. to, to let the cells communicate. And that's like through tyrosine kinases, tyrosine phosphatases, and phosphotyrosine binding proteins, which those we're just going to try to stay away from as much as pronoun- I, I can. It's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> <For> yeah. <sure. laughs> yeah. Um, 
those are the the signals that kind of you know let one cell be like oh hey you know let's let's link up let's form mm. a colony yeah. oh hey that's not you know that sounds like fun let's do it they have 128 different tyrosine kinases which it's it's hard to get kind of like a real grasp on how how much or how little that is uh-huh. i'm going to tell you how many humans have okay 90 i see yeah which okay. is really weird right because phosphotyrosine kinases they're 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 the signals that help us differentiate cell tissues mm-hmm. and like they'll they'll help us you know they they do other stuff too like they fuck around a little bit with with uh, hormones and stuff okay. you know that's that, that's but that's a side project for them sure, the number sure. one thing you know tissue differentiation mm-hmm. and like determining what like you know what's what no, yeah, what's yeah what. no i got you and the scary thing for me here is uh-huh. they have 128 we have 90 uh-huh. they only do colonies yeah what are we missing yeah i know the question (laughs) yeah and that's that i'm gonna i'm gonna tie that into a a nice little quote from from darwin here all right all right so this is coming from the origin of species okay nevertheless the difference in mind between man and the higher animals great as it is certainly is one of degree and not of kind Hmm. so what i'm saying from darwin's quote here is Uh that they have clearly an incredibly complex way of communicating that it it transcends ours right just because they don't have nerves doesn't mean that they're not it doesn't mean that they're not talking shit Uh (laughs) uh-huh coanoflagellates have enormous like sway on the on the ecosystem they're still really they're still really big today okay in the baltic sea they make up about 30 percent of microbial biomass really yeah that's significant it is a lot yeah and that's i mean there it swings in the indian ocean they're really big too Mm. um but they're all over so my my uh i i hope that that little you got you got like a toucan i'm gonna have you switch that up for tinfoil hat really quick okay sure (laughs) okay coanoflagellates Uh uh-huh are plotting to destroy the world Hey man, listen. They're, if they're, they're, all, if they're, they're still here in that big of a number, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I don't trust them. Yeah, they're plotting. They're plotting something. Yeah, they're up to something. Yeah. And here's what it is. Here's what's okay. going to happen. People I mean, are worried yeah. about climate change, and and like you know, our our antimicrobials don't work. Right? Mm-hmm. Our antibiotics. Don't, that's that's all. You know, that's off by the wayside. Coanoflagellates. Sure. One day, they're going to all band together and okay. form a massive like like blob. And just eat everything. There's gonna be there's gonna be protests in the street, man. Yeah. There's gonna be angry mothers marching. And the, you know signs. what? That that's what the coanoflagellates want. Uh, they want they want, they want everyone all together, oh, like what, in oh one my. place, so that so they, they can, can eat us. us in one go. Yeah, with those like they're they're just gonna it's gonna feel like you're being tickled to death with the cilia, <laughs> with a little with a little absorbing like, our our life source. Yeah, yeah, that's essence. gonna happen because <laughs> anyway, we don't really know why they have such a high capacity to form colonies when really all they're doing is getting the boys together like every few days. That's to... true, but you said, you know, they have they have mm-hmm. way more, much more of a capacity to communicate Yeah, with all their, you know, yeah. with whatever giant word that was that you used. <laughs> um, F- uh, tyrosine kinases. So, you know, yeah. They, yeah. they're like super effective at forming colonies. Yeah, and they're, 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 they're doing around. their own thing. You know, they don't, I feel like to survive, they don't need super... A lot, you know, they're yeah, little okay. boys. Yeah, they're hanging. They can thrive. They're hanging out. They're they hanging can thrive out. in their own little environments. I believe in them. Yeah, just don't eat me. That's <laughs> don't all. don't form a massive. Yeah, just don't form a massive blob, blob and take over everything and from absorb, the Baltic Sea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't want absorption balls running around. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's that's <laughs> about all the all the fun stuff I have on quantiflagellate. So I'm going to move on to more multicellular stuff. Sounds good. Goodbye. We're going to talk. Bye. Bye. Everyone, wave goodbye to the quantiflagellates. Uh, we're going to talk about sponges. I love a good sponge. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing that we kind of 
fairly recently learned, up mm-hmm. until I think like the 40s, we always assumed that sponges were plants because Do look at them. sponges have brains, Thor? Yes. Hmm. All right. One does. One. All right. One, the more you know. One sponge from all the different species of sponges that are known, one sponge has one nerve. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> and, of course, that's kind of ridiculous because, you know, the whole point of a nerve is that it, like, the, its power is in connecting to other nerves and, like, telling, telling mm-hmm. you what to do. Yep. This sponge, it's called a glass sponge, um, has one cell that goes all, all the way all throughout the, the sponge. It's uh-huh. just the cytoplasm. And it's called, the, like, a nickname for it is the nervous sponge. Because the one cell's job is anytime there's anything that could put the, the sponge in immediate danger, uh-huh. it just freezes everything. All that, like, it, it, it also has, like, these That's, little ciliated yeah. things to filter water. Uh-huh. That's a pretty effective, you know, if you're going to have one nerve, like... <laughs> it's making the most of it. Yeah, you gotta, like, you gotta, it's gotta be effective, you know? You can't just have one nerve and and it be just this totally useless, you know, as long yeah, as it's, it's like, okay... It's, it's, that's its, its fight or flight right there, man. Yeah. It's that one yeah, nerve Yeah, it's the right first there. fight or flight ever from yeah. sponges. Yep. Except instead that's of flight, all they're gonna it, was get. Just, it was just freeze. Yeah. It's just, just hope they don't see me. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of cute. Single nerve. Yeah, uh, but it was it was it's just one electric pulse. Mm-hmm. If if it feels a disturbance in the water slash force, <laughs> it, it just freezes everything. There's only one sponge with one. Yeah, it's called yeah. the glass sponge. The glass one, sponge. One nerve for an entire like evolutionary li- lineage. So if it feels just like a weird like disturbance, how does it sense? Just something? Is it by touch? I think or I by... think it's physical. Yeah, it, okay. it's like it's like immediate immediate uh, environment. Moving on. Nerve nets. Nerve nets. Have you ever heard of a comb jelly? No. Okay. Well, uh, everyone at home or, or on the bus. Maybe I haven't. Or... I just forgot. Who knows? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure most people have seen them at some point mm-hmm. when they're just baked out of their mind and watching nature documentaries. And there's a good reason for it. I'm just going to show you a little little video of them here. Oh. Whoa. Can you can you paint us a picture for those who don't have the luxury of looking up a comb jelly? I am currently looking upon something I have never seen before, but yeah. it's quite incredible, honestly. It looks like, imagine if you were walking down the street at Christmas time. Uh-huh. And oh, they, they do kind of look like Christmas trees. Yeah, they look like someone took the lights on a Christmas tree and removed the Christmas tree from inside. So it's uh-huh. just, you know, that floating cone shape. Yeah. Of, of Christmas tree lights. Christmas tree lights floating through the water is what it looks like. Basically, Pretty much yeah. a, a cone kind of. I guess it's called a cone. It kind of looks like a honey. The vibe as well. I kind of got was you know that um, the spaceship that ET comes from. Yes, it kind of looks like that. Yes, with, it like, does. All the different stripes. Yeah, the stripes. Oh, basically, are, mm-hmm. it's, it looks a lot like a jellyfish, uh, but yeah. it's radially separated into like five different compartments, basically. Yep. Uh, and it has, along these compartments, different stripes that are flashing different colors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's bioluminescence. Oftentimes, it's just the cilia, which okay. is probably the word of the podcast. The Fair cilia. enough, cilia. Uh, just diff- refracting light and making them look rainbow, which is so pretty is it cute. Called, it's called the comb jelly because it kind of looks like a honeycomb? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, I... that's uh, it exactly. That's the idea there. Yeah. Um, and we think that they, these guys, mm-hmm. independently evolved their own nervous systems. Okay. Completely, right. completely separate from anything else. They came before sponges and before starfish and before mm. any of that stuff. 
And that's because they don't have any serotonin or dopamine or like any of the traditional, you know, neurotransmitting chemicals. Okay, sure. Yeah, they They're have just like living in their own one. kind of existence. Yeah, they, they got their own thing going on. And I, I hope you're ready because it's less of a tinfoil. This guy's less of a tinfoil hat species uh -huh. so much as like a like a, a philosophical species. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because tell me more. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the breadcrumb trail that leads to the beautiful house. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so. All uh, cetinophores or comb jellies have something called a statocyst, which okay. allows them to tell basically which way is up or down. It's okay. basically a tiny, tiny organ where they have a little molecule of calcium carbonate balanced on a bunch of different cilia. Uh, and that allows them to, the, the gravity affecting the tiny piece of calcium carbonate allows them to determine which way is up, which way is down, whatever. Okay. The interesting part here is that they don't, try to keep it in like one state they don't try to like go in one direction uh -huh. and we don't really know why because they have the most rudiment or not the most i mean we already talked about a sponge yeah we <laughs> but <did. laughs> one of the most rudimentary uh nervous systems called the neural net uh -huh. if you poke a comb jelly it will always have the same reaction it will always like depending on the species you know either jet away or like curl up or you know do that same thing mm -hmm. regardless of of how hard you poke it or where you poke it or anything like that. Sure. It always just it has one response has to everything. One reaction, like sure. the like the glass like, sponge. Yeah. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quote from a, an article I found on gbif.org. Mm -hmm. A cetinophore does not automatically try to keep the statolith resting equally on all balancers. Instead, its response is determined by the animal's mood. In other words, the overall state of the nervous system. And okay. Yeah weird very weird i never really think about it and I, I i wish i found the I, I could find the the paper originally again but there was um there was another neuroscientist who was uh -huh. who dedicated like his entire life to comb jellies trying to understand what's going on and in 2009 he wrote a paper saying these guys nervous systems are designed to confuse me <laughs> like they're they're i i i've spent like years trying to understand it and we just can't we don't understand what's going on with the comb jelly, even though it is, like, the most basic thing ever. Do you think that's because they evolved so separately from everything else and they have their own... That's of... that's very possible, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, one, one kind of argument against that is that, you know, they're lacking, you know, dopamine, serotonin, a bunch of different signaling yeah. chemicals. But they don't really compensate for it with anything. They have a couple in common, and they really just use those few. Right. Yeah. Which so they're is, just doing what they need to. Like they, they, I mean, in terms of like biologically, they don't have right. much going on. Right. Yeah. So like the, the thing that really gets me about this is that with all of our science and all of our like digging into comb jellies, the best explanation we can give to how they're like deciding where they want to go is their mood. Which for me, I went down an entire rabbit hole on yeah, consciousness. You, yeah. I was going to say, how do you yeah. judge a, a comb jelly's mood? Like how, how does one... We don't. It's, you know, it's like, it's it's their own thing. That's incredible. Yeah. And I mean, they, they don't, there's no like outward signs, but there's no chemicals to support it. Uh -huh. It's just what they do. You just poke and there's it and whatever no it is physical that happens, reason happens. for it. Mm -hmm. So that's actually kind of a big argument for phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal uh, consciousness. It's a big argument for phenomenal consciousness. Phenomenal because consciousness. I've never heard of that term. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I went, like I said, whole rabbit hole. Um, it's, it's, it's something derived from non-reductionism. Okay. Um, which basically says that there's something above our physical brain uh -huh. that gives us consciousness and soul. Okay. Which is always something that's fun to toy around with. 
Um, we're and, you know, into kind some of re- metaphysics. Yeah, we are. We are okay. <laughs> from biology. Sure, sure. From comb jellies. Right. Which is, you know, it's crazy that these like super, like I mean, I'll say it, dumb organisms are giving us like this this reasoning to support something as crazy and out there as like a soul. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. Like I don't know. I it's I guess it's the simplicity that really brings you back to it. You know. Yeah. Something you wouldn't like. You look at a comb jelly, you look at a sponge, uh-huh. and you think, oh, you know, <laughs> single nerve, not much happening with the glass sponge, Whatever. you know. Give but it I mean, a punch, you give it a they poke, have it bad days. Up. Yeah, exactly, you know, they, man, they, they, you Like, know? comb jelly's going to come home to his uh, comb jelly wife and be like, damn. <laughs> it's been a hard day at comb <laughs> jelly work today. <laughs> you know, some guy was poking me. Oh, man. figure out which way I'd go up yeah, or down. Yeah, sometimes he poked me really hard and I couldn't do anything. I could I just, only do the same thing. Uh, over you know, I feel again. like I'm falling into, like, just a rut, doing yeah, the same old things day in, day out. Day. I'm, just, I'm just in this rat race, man. This sponge race, if you will. Comb jelly sponge race. <laughs> the comb jelly sponge race. Yeah, we're, we're that, sounds like a, that sounds like a, a folk band. Comb jelly sponge race. Yeah, a really bad one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd pay to see them. It's a biology-themed, they do bio-themed uh, folk music. <laughs> they sing about my comb jelly soul. Yeah, they play it. Longs for you, mm-hmm. Susan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poke yeah, me and see what happens. That's their album. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on to, and I mean, this is that's one good thing to, to kind of keep in mind with where we're going next, which are starfish. Love a good starfish. Oh, you're, you're going to love Interacted them more Interacted with many this. in my day. Oh, have you? Yeah, I have, actually. Oh, wow. wow, okay. Yeah, I was always too scared to poke them. You know, they looked so spiny. That's I, fair. You know, I didn't poke any of them, but I, you know, I've I've touched. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, I grew up kind of an hour from a beach. So. Yeah, yeah. Starfish. Oh, you, you were good at finding them at the beach? They were just kind of washed up sometimes, and especially oh, after no. Hurricane Sandy, there was, like, oh. a bunch of, like, you know, yeah, things true. washed up real far, so. All right. Well, uh, starfish also have a statusist. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, they're a little bit more complex than uh, than a comb jelly, so we don't focus on that too much. The the interesting thing with starfish, there's a couple different little little baubles that I that I dug up for starfish. One, I'm just going to give you the basic uh, rundown of how their nervous system works. Okay, it has two parts: mm-hmm. five radial nerves, right. one each going down each arm, and one central nerve cord. That okay. that it's basically just a ring in the middle that connects all of them. Sure. Yep. Each radial nerve cord controls its own arm. Right. Okay. It makes its own decisions. Make, oh, yeah. independently. Independently. Okay. The, the central nerve cord, it's, it has two jobs. It controls the mouth mm-hmm. and lets the other, other arms talk to each other. Uh-huh. But, but they do their own things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that's and awesome. sometimes, like, the arms will, like, disagree with one another. And one mm-hmm. will, like, be dragging in the ground while the other four are, like, come on. Yeah. God one's damn moving it, one way, one's moving the other way. Yeah, yeah. And come they're on. just, like, trying to tear each other. Damn that's it, part Harold. Of the, yeah. That's, that's part of the reason why um, why it's so easy for them to lose one. Because they're not, they're not like, losing, you know, a portion of their of their brain or, uh-huh. like, an, an arm or anything. They're, they just, like, create a new boy. You know, like just, one for the for the squad. Back? Do they just yeah, come back? Oh. yeah, they just grow back, uh, grow back arms. Imagine if we could do that. Oh my god, man! Oh, I, I don't, I don't even want to think about That'd that. That'd be pretty bad. I gotta stop myself before I say something. Yeah, yeah, because mildly if, offensive. Because if like, <laughs> well, not, not, oh man, I'm curious now, but don't worry about it. Right. Yeah, okay, but hear me out on this one. Just yeah. a slight tangent. Sure. If we could grow back our legs, mm-hmm. cannibalism would be a huge thing. Oh. 
I think it'd be an interesting uh, industry. I think people would、yeah. be like, if we can, hey man, if we can regenerate, why don't we just、uh, solve world hunger with a little、yeah. chop chop? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, you know, obviously, effect like it wouldn't it wouldn't be as energetically effective to eat humans, but no, you know, they say humans like the long recovery time for yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, but they say it's like the the sweetest meat or something, right? Ugh, really? So, yeah, it's, Is it's that like true? yeah. Well, because I mean, like. Like cows that you want to be super expensive, you、uh-huh. have to like you know massage them and like give them like super fancy grass. We're eating the fanciest foods. That's like, true, and we're is- like becoming super like、um, uh, s- sedentary. Yeah. So it's like、uh, like we're gonna be like veal. That's actually actually、oh, there was that's a, horrible to think about. Actually, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So like you'd go to like you、we're、know fancy L A. And it'd be like, all right, bachelor party. Let's eat some, you know, Steve. <laughs> let's eat some Steve. Yeah, Steve's thigh. You know, <laughs> it's like spin the bottle, but instead of instead of like like kissing whoever's it, leg. Like, yeah. Oh no. Oh, whoops. That's so. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Human. Uh, you know what? So I'm no, glad I, that、I'll、we, we with, got rid of、I'll、that part with, of stuff. With beef and chicken, I'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. And the、uh, the Beyond Meat meat stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's one that's one really fun thing.、Uh, another one, I I, I did, did a little、uh, did a little experiment、man. on oxytocin、okay. in starfish,、um, which is a word I learned from Rick and Morty. Oxytocin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know what oxytocin is? I think I used to. Not anymore. That's okay. Oxytocin is the love hormone. It's、right. the it's the number one like mate for life, whatever. Like if 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 you like. If you're in love with someone, yeah, it's pumping. Yes, and it can also it can also be platonic. Like,、sure. um, there's there's studies that show that whenever dogs and humans make eye contact, they both raise oxytocin levels. I've、really、experienced、cute. this before. Oh yes, yes. yeah, experience, especially with a dog. I look at the dog、and、every、I'm, time I see. I'm going to make this a lot more relatable in,、right. in a few seconds. So starfish also have oxytocin. Oh, yeah, starfish love. Except that when you give them oxytocin. They avert their stomach. <laughs> they puke their stomach out of the of the the middle. Well, that's an interesting way of showing someone you're interested. Yeah, yeah. And here's 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 my little theory. Of course, starfish. The way they feed is they like clasp onto a mollusk, drill into it, and then put their stomach into the mollusk. Right. right so it's、yeah. probably just related to feeding.、Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't think Jimmy here is. Well,、um, wait. Do they feel it? Do they、it. feel oxytocin on their own, or do they have to be injected with it? Like. They, They、uh, they do have oxytocin like in their、uh-huh. system, and it, you know the fact that they respond to it is proof that they have oxytocin receptors, which they wouldn't have if they didn't have oxytocin.、Uh-huh. But they likely use it for feeding purposes to be like, all right, stomach, it's time to go in. We got you. We got you all set up. It's the call of duty. Yep. yep. Oxytocin makes them. And here's here's my theory. Uh huh. There's no like selective advantage to not want to throw your stomach out up out of your throat every time you feel in love. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we never got rid of that in evolution. Putting all the cards <laughs> on the table. So、honestly. the re- so the reason why you know when you're in high school and you're walking past the girl or guy or them yep. you like you get the butterflies you get the butterflies and you want to you want to puke your guts out. Right. Yeah, I've been there. That's、man. because that's because we're we we're all、starfish. just more complex little starfish boys just yeah, trying just... not to vomit in front of pretty girls. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's all coming full circle, Thor. Yeah. My、yep. youth. Were you a you were a good little starfish? I was、oh, a I was a I was a nervous little starfish. Oh no! Yeah, lots of oxytocin、yeah. pumping around. Lots of oxytocin <laughs> and too much dairy. It's a problem. Yeah, I don't I don't know how well starfish are adapted to that. <laughs> I want I want to see I want to see a new、uh, 
Disney movie that's like a starfish love story. Oh, or like, you know, one of those little Disney shorts that they do before uh, before the movies, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like a little Pixar yeah, a short. Little, a little starfish oh, no, but the starfish where they the star- puke their yeah. stomachs out onto each other. Oh, man. Do you think starfish kissing would be just like their two stomachs rubbing up against each other? Yeah. that's How else would they do it? A starfish hug essentially yeah. becomes a starfish kiss yeah. if, if, you, if you, I guess, if they have enough oxytocin. Yeah. I mean, man, look nasty. at the size of that stomach, too. He's really just going for it. Yeah, that's a big boy. How does it? It all just fits up in there, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's just like or it super stretchy when it comes out. I don't know. Does the water kind of make it? Yeah. One really fun fact about starfish that um that you know has nothing to do with nervous systems, but mm-hmm. might as well mention it anyway. Sure. They don't have blood, of course. All right. They use seawater. Oh, is their skin like uh you know? Um, yeah, they pump they pump in, in seawater. Um, they they use it for a lot of stuff actually. These uh these tiny little legs here called uh-huh. ampullae. Uh huh. Those are inflated or deflated by by like little little pump muscles, basically so with cool, seawater. Yeah, so their muscle isn't muscle so much as it is pumps and seawaters, and just like tiny little tiny little sacks to like That's push so around awesome. seawater. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, we're so like I don't know. You look at human beings and you're like, <laughs> oh, we're so like evolved. We're hand. so like you know, our brains are so much more advanced uh-huh. than than all these creatures. But you know, all these little dudes like roaming around the earth. Yeah. We, you know, no matter how simple, like, they all do these crazy little things that you don't expect and just yeah. uh, things that seem Starfish unimaginable for a human being. Exactly. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, it makes perfect sense. We're not human beings. I mean, they're not human beings. <laughs> we, you know, but I really evolve hope, separately. And I really hope I can, crazy. like, find some tidbit of information confirming that that's where we get that, like, response from in our stomach. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. That's an interesting, uh, mm-hmm. that's an interesting theory. You know? Yeah, yeah. It kind of... I wouldn't be surprised. I wonder. I wonder, like, what is it about being like in that state of of whether it's attraction or, uh-huh. or, or love or, or some some sort of um, being drawn towards another being? Yeah. Like, what is it about that that makes people so n- nervous or, or makes people so like? Huh. What's what, what, where yeah. does the anxiety come from? Is it from? That's a good question, is it from actually. the fear of like? I don't know rejection, or is it from this natural stomach throwing up? <laughs> or maybe it's both, or maybe it's a f- a lovely combination. Oh, of both. just just a wonderful picture being painted oh, by evolution there. Vomit and, and love <laughs> coming together as they should. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna. That's that's all I had for today's episode. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a unless pleasure. you want to hear me rant a little bit about. O- uh, about octopus. But Go for it. I'm down. I okay, know where to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll uh, I'll just throw out. I a love of octopus. Facts. Yeah. So I mean, uh, this this is mostly what I got from um, Netflix's Explained series. They okay. did they did something on animal intelligence. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, when you think intelligent animals mm-hmm. nowadays, the ones that come up are like humans, dolphins, octopi. Yeah. Yeah. Pigs. Yeah, which is really interesting because octopi diverged from our evolution. It was a while like ago. Billions, millions, very, yeah. very long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like these guys were like at the same, like when we diverged, we were both starfish, right. like, basically. And they also, they also um, have a lot of their nerve mass in their tentacles. Right. Similar to starfish. Mm-hmm. And my, this, is, this is just a little theory that I'm, I'm putting together. It's entirely conjecture. But starfish, their radial nerves and each in their own arms make their like core decisions, and they're just kind of put yeah, together. Yeah, I heard I heard mm-hmm. something about like octopi, like their their arms are each basically have their own like things going on as well. 
Wow. If that's true, then I'm high-key a genius. <laughs> What's your Yale. theory? I want to hear Yale, it. Amy. Well, that's basically it. Yeah? That was basically, that, yeah. That, that each arm is like its own brain? Yeah, kind? yeah, because uh, I think Something between like 60 and, and 80%. one of their arms, I believe, is also a sex organ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I was I also, I was. I heard about um, this, This I heard more like from a from a friend than, mm-hmm. a, than any article or Netflix series. Sure. let's hear it. Uh, but apparently some, some octopi, in some situations, they will rip off like their sex organ and throw it at the female. I've heard of that. I've yeah. heard, okay. I swear I've heard that. Also, I mean, I'm sure you know this, but yeah. octopi can fit through any hole. That's, oh, yeah. That's, you know, just right. a, little bi- a little bigger than their beak. <laughs> they can just... Whoosh. Have you seen that video? There's a video uh-huh. of an octopus um, on a boat and he's like exiting the boat. Um, I think so. He's trying to escape the boat. Yeah. Um, and he just like kind of, he's this big octopus mm-hmm. and he kind of just out the side yeah. of this like tiny little hole just on the side of the boat and plops right back into the ocean <laughs> just makes this great escape yeah i think i think i saw like a gif of that or something on reddit yeah, something probably, like that probably. one really interesting study mm-hmm. uh, that really highlighted the intelligence of octopi was um there were there were some scientists in a lab mm-hmm. that were doing some tests on two different they were doing one on an octopus and one on some fish all right. And because they were, like, saving money or whatever, they had the two tanks connected to the same filtration system. Uh-huh. And there was a tube that went from the octopus, like, tank to the fish tank. And after a little bit of time, they started noticing that the fish were going missing. <laughs> but the octopus was always in its cage. Uh-huh. And so what they found out was that the octopus actually, like, they, they set up cameras at night. He would go into the fish's cage, eat a fish, and then jet back through the tiny tube. Yeah, it's so funny. Which I is, think I heard something like I think I heard of that as well. I yeah. don't know. I've been uh, I watch a lot of um, I don't know. I guess I, I want to say environmental videos and just like bio <laughs> stuff yeah. on on YouTube and and things like that. Um, and so yeah, lots of talk of, of octopus. And yeah, I've seen. I think I've seen that uh, that video before. Mm-hmm. It's super interesting how they're so smart and you yeah. can lock them up and they can just. They can figure their way out. It's crazy, man. Makes me want sashimi. <laughs> Makes me want a pet octopus. Is what it was. Yeah. What I want. I, 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 I'd, yeah. I'd wheel them around in a little. Uh... Oh, I'd be like uh, like in Finding Dory, except that you'd be the one yes, wheeling the octopus exactly. around instead of the octopus wheeling Dory around. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I'd be the I'd be the octopus carrier, the octopus whisperer. <laughs> man, I'd love to like be able to understand octopi, like like just just like talk to like what would they what would they sound like. Okay, okay. What would they sound I, there's like? one thing that I, I love to do mm. with biology. Yeah. Is take something that's normal in in biology mm-hmm. and put it into a human context. Okay. So like the thing about the octopi flinging its sex organ. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you, you can you imagine going to stages on a Thursday night? I choose you. <laughs> yeah, you're just throwing your dick across oh, like damn. That'd be pretty uh <laughs> pretty uncomfortable honestly yeah i think for a bunch of people but if that was a societal norm man if that's how it is that's yeah. how it is what if what if it was like romanticized too? would it just grow back like i think so immediately surely because uh, like it would wouldn't be like die that. As, like as if i'm if i'm happens. gonna mate once i don't want it to be at stages you know <laughs> that's fair or maybe you do for the you know for the clout i guess for the, for the no, queen, that's a, that's a for pretty the weird flex clout. yeah that is yeah. a weird yeah, I lost Guess my dick at stages. I, I lost. Oh, you make an overheard post. Hey guys, I'm very sorry, but if anyone's seen it, I, I put, I, I threw my dick at stages last night. I'm so sorry. Like, if anyone's seen it, please message me. You know, you it's, know. it's about average. <laughs> Trust me, no questions asked. Like, yep. you just, yep. just ring my doorbell. Like, it's fine. Okay, but if you only have it once, right? Yeah. Like, wait, hold me, on. But can yeah. octopuses do it again and again? Or they oh, can man, they only I do don't it? know. Is this like, a, oh, I'm going to die 
<laughs> yeet. Yeet. Or yeah, like, just like someone. Yeah, it's like, someone. It's like Maybe a, we'll find it. Yeah, it's like a, like like you know how the rich people like freeze their sperm. So yeah, it's like, like oh, I'm gonna die just yeah. in case I have any posterity. <laughs> I'm gonna freeze everything. But yeah. I don't. I don't know. Have you ever um, have you ever watched Community? Uh, I watched a few episodes. Yeah, some of my friends were more obsessed with it than I was. Okay, yeah. There's there's one in the later seasons, right when it starts to drop off. Um, kind of a, a, a funny little episode where Pierce, uh, who's played by Chevy Chase, okay, uh, <laughs> he 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 had to be removed from the from the show because he wanted to be even more offensive offensive than he already was. Chevy which Chase was, is an interesting guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the way they did it was they said that he died, and he had <laughs> he had left each one of them as like an inheritance. A canister of his sperm. A canister? How <laughs> yeah, large like, entails one like, can for like, every person like that much sperm? <laughs> yeah, that's apparently too much sperm. The, yeah, the uh, the story the story in the show is that he died from dehydration. Oh Jesus, <laughs> that's yeah, incredible. So, apologies for the that's spoilers. That's a good. Hold on, listen. That's a great way to send a character out. That's you know what? Yeah. I wish there was a Game of Thrones character that went out that way. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Did yeah, Game of Thrones. Version? Oh yeah. What do you think about those I dragons was. and from a I don't know from from a from a biology standpoint. Sure, why not? Well, I mean, dragons. Of course, uh, there's some problems with them because the amount of energy that goes into making fuel, yeah, is enormous. Yeah, like the, it's the amount a lot of, cal- of energy. First of all, there's there's like something like I want to say like 1,700 calories in and like a tablespoon a lot of gasoline. Of yeah. yeah, yeah, and then that on top of flying. Yeah, and their bodies are massive. They're they are massive. So that's another huge expenditure of energy. Birds they they have like special um, like respiratory organs that they they basically have four not lungs but like four muscles that can uh-huh. contract and like pull air through mm-hmm. them so that they can maximize oxygen intake. Also, their bones are hollow. Yeah, or they're they're, they're not hollow necessarily, but you know they're like. <laughs> can you can you imagine a dragon with osteoporosis? Oh my god, just like <laughs> limping around. It's like it's like it, it flies up and it's like it's it's like all intense and then it lands and it's just like oh shit, it's super windy. Oh, like no. oh my god, oh, a, a dragon with arthritis. Like, I can't flap my wings today, guys. I gotta take a day off. You know? yeah, yeah. Gotta ice them for a little bit. Yeah, but you're on Greyjoys, starving the, the peasants. <laughs> the ice that? dragon. I gotta level with you, though. The ice dragon was pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, that was. I wish they did more with it. I wish, but, you know. Yeah. Thanks. Tragic. <laughs> dire wolves. I want a dire wolf. That'd be fun. That would be That would be pretty cool. No, uh, there, there's biology though. problems with dragons, but dire wolves, I think, I think we can get away with those. I feel like a dire wolf is kind of like a wolf dog. You know, wolf dog. Have you heard of like, wolf dogs? Like Balto? I guess. Like no, like it's like crosses between wolves and dogs. They, they are they can, like they can super mate. big? Uh, yeah, I guess so. They're just like really big, wolfish dogs, pretty much. They they're, they're like domestic. You can they're <laughs> Sounds like, like you know, a wolf dog. Yeah, you can keep it in your house and all that. Um, it's pretty cool. But the the dire wolves are just massive. All right. Well, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't, don't want to let this run into a Game of Thrones long, sure. podcast. Um. So yeah, that was the first episode of Biology Bobbles. Thanks for having me, man. It was super interesting. Yeah, thanks for coming. I enjoyed yeah. our, our our discourse. It was especially about the uh, starfish stomach puke love yeah. theory. Yeah, <laughs> you know the love puke theory. Can you imagine? Okay, just one last thought. Like being a starfish mm-hmm. and looking at like a, a, another starfish puking their guts out, and you're like, damn. He, he does love me. Yeah, I like. Uh, or 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 or, oh, you, or you see a starfish puking it out for another starfish. Oh, and you're like, no. oh God, I wish that were me. Fucking God, slut. I'm so alone. God, God, I hope I hope someday Slutty someone starfish. pukes for me. 
Is that, is that how someone displays their, their sluttiness? If they just immediately I vomit guess so. in front of you? Like you just, they, they just see each other immediately and then... Fall. I'm so attracted yeah. to you, I couldn't hold any meals down. That's how, that's how bad it is. I tried to digest my environment. Oh, shit. <laughs> Alright, All right. yeah, uh, that's the end of the first episode. Thanks for Thanks checking for us out. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences.